Hello and welcome back to another episode of Love London Love Cultures uh, podcast. Um, I hope you're well. Um, apologies, there was no episode as I thought there would be last week. Um, but uh, I came down with a bit of a cold. I'm still not better, better, but I thought I'd give it a shot today. So apologies if I cough or sneeze at some point during this. Um, it's been a it's been a busy couple of weeks, uh, not just at work, um, but thankfully I'm now getting really back into the swing of going to the theatre, travelling up to London a little bit more and being out in the world, um, which is it's lovely to, to be. I know we've all got to still uh, be very careful. I hope everyone who's listening in is is doing what they, they need to, to keep themselves safe and etc. Um, so this week, I just want to fill you up with a few bits and pieces that have been I've been sharing through the website. Um, a little bit of a roundup, if if you will, um, just to give you an idea of what we've been up to, even if you haven't heard about it through through here. Um, it's been so busy. Um, it's a mixture of interviews and reviews and news in general, um, which has been very difficult to keep on top of, if I'm being honest. Um, but I'm going to do my best to talk you talk you through some of them. Um, so I've started really doing a few more author interviews for the website as well, which has been quite nice um, because at the moment I haven't been able to sort of complete a book at the moment. I've got a couple of books that I need to finish and um, write a review of. I haven't managed to do that just yet. Um, so anyway, um, this interview is with uh, Brigitte uh, Aids, who's a days, I I'm so used to this at pronunciations. I do apologise if that is not the correct way of saying it. Um, and she's written a book um, about called Exiles from Paradise. Um, and in this interview, she explains more about the story behind the book and how she hoped that it would give us a bit more of a chance to sort of re-examine what we thought we know about Muslims and the culture um, and not just purely what's happening on the news. Um, it sounds quite interesting, um, and she just wants a better. She wants to give people a better understanding of the different cultures um, behind Muslim populations. Um, by the sounds of things, it's a book about tolerance and understanding and just compassion in general. I think that we're sort of now we're getting back into the world. Are we going backwards? Um, so it'll be a very interesting interesting read, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's called Exiles from Paradise, and it's out now. But please feel free to um, check out our interview with, with the author. Um, it's really fascinating to read. Um, I'm sticking with the interviews um, idea uh, here. Um, so I did another interview. Uh, with uh, Peter Caulfield, who is currently starring uh, in Last Easter at the Orange Tree Theatre. Uh, for those who don't know, the Orange Tree Theatre is a theatre based in Richmond, um, and it it does a lot of writings, writings, revivals um, of perhaps pieces that aren't aren't known. But they also do a lot of pieces that haven't been seen in London, and it's a great it's a great little venue, basically. You never 
never know what you're gonna gonna get with it um and yeah he was talking to me about about that um this specific play uh by brownie Lovery, uh which is playing until the 7th of august so if you are in the vicinity uh, of the richmond area um it sounds like it is well worth a watch um from everything i've heard about it um it's a bit of a bittersweet comedy i think that's the impression i get from what i've read about it um so yeah that's that that's that interview as well um what i do love about doing interviews is, is you never know quite what answers you're going to get and even if you've use the same questions elsewhere um it's it's fascinating so uh, do check out those two interviews um so my first theater trip of the week was really rather excitingly uh to see be more chill um at the shaftesbury theater now as i probably mentioned before i it's not a musical that i i was familiar familiar with um so I went into it completely and utterly blind, and was it? It was a good watch. I love the production. Um, the the musical, well, the story specifically, um, took a little bit more to get my head around. Um, I know it's got such a strong uh, fan base, and I, you know, I see it's got merits. The music in it is is wonderful um but the story for me just it just didn't do it for me personally maybe I, I i wasn't the right target audience yes there are elements that i could sort of take away from it um i think we've all experienced feeling out of it and out of our depth or not being able to fit in in places particularly high school or secondary school as it is over here um, and that element, yes, I could definitely take away, you know, I've, I could identify with. Um, but for me, I don't know what it was. I think it was the concept of him having this pill, taking it, and then this squib for it, telling him what to do to be popular and be cool. I just, I just felt like it could have just maybe used a little bit more depth. That's not to say that it's not a good solid basis for musical, but I just felt like it needed a little bit more work story-wise. Um, I'm fully prepared to admit I know I'm going to get a backlash for that, uh, saying that because I, as I say, I know that it's got such a strong fan base, um, particularly with the younger generations, and that's that's cool. That's cool. We need more musicals that sort of appeal to younger audiences, um, because we we need we need theatre to be accessible. And I think after the last year or so, I think it is definitely something that we still need to work on in terms of making theatre better and easier for people of all ages, genders, etc. To enjoy, it's supposed to be a unifying experience going to the theatre, and I think yes, be more chill perhaps wasn't my cup of tea, um, outright. Um, but I could appreciate why it's it's pretty popular with with audiences with other audience members, um, 
yeah, it was it, it was a bizarre sci-fi style to it that I really liked. Um, you don't really tend to get that sci-fi styled musical very often, so perhaps that's why I was uh, slightly disorientated. But if you can go and see it, it's, it may not be for me, but I think a lot of people will enjoy that. It's uh, It's got a quirky charm about it. I think that's probably the best way um, I can put it. Um, so also proving popular this uh, week, um, I think, was uh, our review of um, Constellations. Now, what is so clever about this revival um, is that it's, um, there are four different casts, so it's a two-handed play, and it explores, it's a, it's a love story. Um, again, it's, a, it's got a bit of a bittersweet feel to it, and it's really, it was really good. Um, so yeah, there are four different casts um, involved, and when I saw it, it was uh, Zoe Wanamaker and Peter Capaldi, and it was wonderful and heartbreaking and fascinating. And I came out of the theatre thinking, okay, I need to see the other cast, how, how they put it, how they... It, made their stamp or how they saw the story unfolding um it, it, it was a fascinating experience um i think it's i think it's clever i think you know it gives people that option to see all four you can see one or two of them it's it's a great idea and i think again it shows great imagination in terms of bringing theater back um to live audiences um what i loved about constellation so the set is just it's mesmerizing um very simple very very simple but it's luminous um and it's just it's really really you're compelled i don't know where the time went like it it literally felt like it it flew by um because it certainly didn't feel like the full 70 minutes and I didn't want to come out of the theatre. Um, I was so drawn in by these characters and their story. Um, it, was, it was wonderful, and I think it's one of my favourite experiences so far um, since being able to go back into the theatre. Um, so, yeah, so if you can, if you again, if you're in the, <laughs> in the area, um, do try and get a ticket. Um, yeah, it's 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 worth it's worth a watch if you're looking if you love plays, give it a chance. If you love a good love story, it's a like I say, it's a very bittersweet um, story, highs, lows, and everything in between. Um, it, it's, it's mesmerizing, basically. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Um, okay, so excuse my French here. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't normally use a swear word, but it is, and in fact, um, part of the company's name. So um, this week saw me going to see a shit-faced Shakespeare's um, production of Macbeth. Now, this company have been around for ages um, and been up and down the country, but they're back at Leicester Square Theatre 
uh, until September, I think it is. And it, this, for those who don't know the concept, um, the company, uh, one of the company gets a little bit drunk or a lot drunk, depending, depending on your interpretation of drunk. And while the other cast members are trying to put on this, this play, Stone Cold Sober, the one who's drunk is ad-libbing and improvising all the way through, uh, leading to chaos, basically. Um, so, for example, in the performance that I watched, um, yeah, it, the cast member, there was references to dominoes and deliveries, um, Forrest Gump, cool runnings, all kinds of stuff, um, which is bizarre when you're trying to put on the production of Macbeth. And full credit to the cast, I don't know how they kept going. I mean, they had to go along with what he was he was doing and adapt, um, which is not an easy thing to do at all. Um, but it was it was a fabulous experience and exactly what I needed. Um, and it's. It's actually the first time I've been back to Leicester Square Theatre in years. I don't know. I've just never been back there. Um, I think the last time I was there, I went to see uh, Paul Zerden, um, a comedian, a ventriloquist. Um, there he was putting on, I think, a show. Uh, went along with my sister, and that was that was another good night. Um, yeah, I, I struggled to find where... It, this time where the theatre was based this time I was like I can't see it I tried following it on my on my map app or on my phone um I was in a desperate rush um but I got I did obviously I did find it eventually it was hidden up a little street um I was just it was it was great fun um to see see the show and it's probably the most entertaining production Shakespeare production that I've ever seen if I'm being honest you know like I say, it kept you on your toes. You never know what was going to happen next. Um, it, it really got the audience going. There was a little bit of audience participation. Um, again, used for a hilarious effect. Um, so that was a really, really good way to spend the evening. Um, so if you can, again, please catch it. Um, if you, you're like me and want to see something a bit different a bit unique in terms of Shakespeare that is certainly something uh, to go and see um, so the British Theatre um, based by Tower Bridge is wonderful um, to uh, see open again um, I've been a few times um, I haven't seen uh, this production Buck and Sons um, it was starring uh, someone Russell Beale, um, and as the title suggests, it's about the composer and his relationship with his sons. Uh, so we did a review roundup, and it, it seems to have had a few mi mixed reviews. Um, but then you you kind of expect that with a new play, you you just don't know. know. It may maybe need tweaking a little bit, um, but I'm interested to go and see it. Uh, at some point, uh, hopefully, if I can find a spare moment to go and see it, 
um, it was written by Nina Rain, and again, British theatre are good at putting on taking chances on plays that perhaps you wouldn't normally see, um, as well as you know revivals. I saw um, an immersive experience of uh, Julius Caesar a couple of years ago, uh, which was good fun, but there was a lot of pushing and shoving because there were protests and things and the audience became the crowd. Um, it, it really was um, quite an experience. Um, so it's, it's a nice little venue if you can. Um, not too hard to get to. Um, it's a really modern theatre, uh, which is lovely. Um, but yeah, so Parkinson's is on now. Um, and then stage the world premiere stage adaptation of Philip Pullman's La Belle Sauvage, um, which of course, as we know, um, or if you don't, uh, is set 20 years before his Dark Materials um, trilogy. And yes, that will be premiering in November. Um, so yeah, so take a keep an eye out for that. We shared the new dates on the website for that as well. Um, so yeah, so that's that's what's happening at the Bridge Theatre at the moment. Um, also proving popular at the moment, um, casting has been announced for Windsor's Endgame, um, which is set to open at the Prince of Wales Theatre on second of August. I should say, opens for previews on the second of August. Um, and it's based on the Channel 4 programme. I've not seen it. Um, uh, it was written by George Jeffrey and Bert Tyler Moore. Um, it sounds like it's going to be very much tongue in cheek, very funny. Um, look at the royal family. Um, obviously, no one has been cast as the Queen, so the Queen, you won't be seeing an interpretation of the Queen on, in this production. Um, but you will see Harry Enfield as the Prince of Wales. Uh, interesting. Um, Chris Kennedy as Meghan. Um, Martha Cottle as Edward. Cara Toynton as Kate. Uh, Kieran Owens as William. And Tracy Allen Oberman as Camilla. There are a few more in the cast. Um, so I'm quite intrigued to see exactly what this this show is um gonna be like um it seems a bit it's not a new thing obviously to adapt a tv show um for stage so um just before lockdown um yeah it, it i saw um a production of uh i want to say i keep wanting to say sign the crows but it's it's not um david mitchell it was David Mitchell comedy, and it was it was great. I took my dad along, and it was it was brilliant. So TV shows can work on stage, um, but as I haven't seen seen this one, I don't know what it what it's going to be like. But I'm sure lots of people will be eager to see it. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Um, also proving popular. Um, this week it's, it's a review I did years ago, so probably when I um, first started out. Um, 
it was my review of the book Marilyn the Passion and the Paradox um, by Lewis Banner um, I've always I mean I'm not fascinated with Marilyn Monroe in quite the same way as I am Audrey Hepburn but I, I feel like there was such a sadness to Marilyn Monroe's life and this book um, was wonderful in really getting delving deep into our family background and seeing the impact of so many different situations um, that she she was put put into um, throughout her life and how it could possibly have ex explained her sad and untimely passing away. Um, you know, he examines how the film industry treated her and all that. It's a very deep, deeply moving and psychological look. Um, and yeah, it's one of those rare books, you know, my bookshelf has changed over the years, um, but it is one of the ones that has, is still on, the, on there because I, I love reading about it and re-examining it. Um, it's, I think it's a really fascinating book. If you love Marilyn Monroe, I think it is definitely one one to read. Um, but it's, it's, it's also terribly sad. Um, so yes, that's been proving popular um, on the website this week as well. Um, so yesterday, um, I went to see Pippin at the Charing Cross Theatre. And um, as I mentioned in my review, I had never seen this musical before. So I went into it completely blind. Um, and I came out thinking, okay, I, 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 on some level I understand what I've seen, but I didn't feel connected with it emotionally, but it was, it was such a good production of it. Um, the story for me was a little bit iffy, um, but the production is well worth catching. And also the music in it is great. It's just literally the story I feel like could have been a bit more de detailed. Um, so Pippin is a person who is, in my mind, very unsatisfied. He's always looking for more in life. And despite people telling him, this is this is it. This is what it what it is. He's, he, I, yeah, he's never quite sure that that's, that's true. And it's, it's it's set in the 1960s. It's a really hippie feel about it. Um, I mean, the set design is is beautiful. It's one of my favourite set designs I think I've ever seen. Um, so well done to David Shields for that. Um, it's just such a like I say. I love the production, and I gave it four stars because the production, the cast, were so joyful. You, you cannot fail but to be swept away by what is happening. Um, but yeah, for me, the story was just lacking. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the only element that could have been maybe worked on a little bit more. Um, but it was still, it was still a really good watch. Um, and maybe my opinion on the story would change if I saw it again so I may have to take a take another trip and see see if I come out feeling a bit differently about the story but uh yeah it was truly truly wonderful to watch um it's on until August so again I'm just I'm just telling you to go and see all this stuff because 
I have not seen an absolutely terrible piece um, recently. Um, I feel like theatre makers have really stepped up their game. They want to give people a really good show, particularly after the last year. Um, I'm not saying that theatre before lockdown was terrible, but I've really seen a difference in the quality. Like, it's really taken it up another level, and that's that's great. That's really great to um, see. So the final thing that seems to have been proving pretty popular on the website, um, not perhaps not surprisingly, given um, <laughs> that it reopened this week, uh, Pretty Woman the Musical, um, which, as I've said before, has now moved homes. It's now in the Savoy Theatre as opposed to the Piccadilly Theatre. Um, so my review of that musical has been proving quite popular. Um, it's it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, I know people think the story's dated and everything else, but do you know what? Sometimes the romantic in you puts that aside, and you you just you want to fall in love with the show. And with music by Brian Adams, you can't go wrong. I love the music in it. There's so many. I love the slight rock edge to it. That's brilliant. Um, it gives it a little bit more of an edgy feel. Yes, they've softened the story down a tad. Um, but again, these things happen. If you're adapting a film, you've got to go change it for the um, to make it suit the theatrical audience. Amy Atkinson and Danny Mac are, are brilliant in it. We've uh, got a really great chemistry um, together, so it's it, I need to go and see it, and I'll be interested to see it in its new home. Um, so I can't really can't wait um, to go back and, and revisit. Um, so yes, that's the kind of things that have been proving popular, um, and what we've been putting up on the website recently. Um, hopefully, I will have more to report. I'm sure next week. Uh, hopefully this cold, which I do apologise if you can hear it in my voice, um, will disappear miraculously. And I will speak again next week at some point. It will be that obviously it will either be Saturday or Sunday, depending on what's what's going on. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, take care um, and just en just enjoy yourselves. All right, thank you. Thank <laughs> you.